mid-career is a thing. We always try to say that, okay, I'm not going through that phase. I'm quite clear. So being unclear and having these doubts at this point of your career is perfectly okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Career Uninterrupted podcast a place where we sit with some of the best and brightest minds to explore the changing landscape of careers and what this means for the future of work. I'm your host, Lochan Narayanan, founder and CEO of Off Experiences, a pioneering platform that equips and enables mid-career professionals to thrive through career transitions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Career Uninterrupted, brought to you by Off Experiences. I'm your host, Lochan Narayanan, founder and CEO of Off Experiences. And our guest for today is Ramakrishna Rao, also known as Coach Ram. So Ram is a L&D professional with almost two decades of experience across industries. He's a winner of multiple well-recognized L&D awards. Currently, he's the chief learning officer at Page Industries that owns the jockey brand. And Coach Ram is also a big advocate of career transitions and shifts. In his 100-day career trek stories, he had shared multiple perspectives on careers through discussions with other professionals. And with him, we will explore the dimension of how someone can plan their mid-career shifts. So welcome, Coach Ram. Thank you so much for being here and taking time out. Thank you so much, Lochin. Great to be finally here. I know a couple of times we'll try connecting, but uh, glad that we are finally doing this conversation. I have been following off experiences and the kind of work that you do, something which is uh, an ecosystem I think that's sort of is pretty much required and is uh, evolving. Uh, I know that we share uh, passion for this space. So look forward to this conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you're absolutely right. I think we share passion for this space. And uh, before we even get to how did this come about, if you could just maybe share your journey so far, your career journey. How has been your experience with L&D over these few, uh, you know, in the last like two decades? Uh, if you could just give us a quick walkthrough of uh, your career and what it has been like. Yeah, so I could say my career journey is probably stitching together of a couple of transitions. I started off educating myself to be a software uh, developer. Mm-hmm. I did my graduation in computer science, a couple of courses in a couple of courses with NIT landed in Bangalore, looking for a software developer of sorts. And then I finally discovered that software is not soft. (laughs) At least it was not soft for me. (laughs) Yeah. I figured that this is not my cup of tea. So then I looked at, okay, so how do I find out my cup of tea? Did a couple of odd jobs, got into a pseudoscience called graphology, the science of handwriting analysis. I learned that, I got certified in that. And I thought the first person whom I should coach is myself. Yes. <laughs> so I, looked at, I looked at my own handwriting and I said, okay, this is sitting in front of the system and coding is not something that I'll enjoy. Uh, mm. That's not something that energizes me. Being with people is what energizes me. That's how I explored different facets, then got into training of sorts. My first, uh, I started off my, yeah, after a couple of odd jobs, the first proper uh, assignment is when I set up and ran a training institute. Uh, I was uh, training people, of course, on computers to start with. Mm -hmm. Also doing a lot of career coaching sessions. Okay. 
using handwriting analysis or other mm. means mm. essentially to drive home the concept that don't pick a stream or a domain because of what is in the market or you know what is uh, paying well what is a hot skill etc so there i sort of try to differentiate between a hot hot skill was a very hot skill software was really hot at that point it didn't align with my heart in that sense. yeah <laughs> so, right so trying to get that marriage of what really resonates with you so that mm-hmm. you know it doesn't feel like and where there is a mismatch is where the stress sort of happens that that's how i started my career journey and then moved into corporate training so from a social sector sort of space because what i was running was a not for profit center supported okay, by okay. A trust okay. so moving from a social sector space to a corporate space that that's one shift for me mm. when i moved into corporate training working with couple of consultants but largely conducting led uh, training programs for organizations like infosys and wipro Mm, mm. I traveled across the length and breadth of the country training all these software engineers on soft skills. That's how I started then so I can sort of say that my career is in two halves. So the first mm. half is more with IT and the second half is is what I spent more with retail. After about 6 7 years with uh, IT consulting training then I moved into Future Group. There I was heading L&D for uh, South for all okay, okay. Future Group brands. which is the um, brands of the bazaar so i was managing l&d for south then pantaloons got acquired by altibilla group and right. that's how i moved into altibilla group spent about 7 years there managing l&d for the retail brands of altibilla group you feel it when using and you know uh, all the other brands of sorts and finally now i'm with uh, page uh, we are an exclusive franchisee for jockey and speedo in india so very interesting and i think a lot of people will resonate with this of the hot skill not being their hard skill in some sense right you know so i i know enough and more engineers and software engineers who've kind of uh, shifted because they realize this is not it and and i would say i think growing up you know the only options that most of us had or were told that we have is either you be an engineer or you be a doctor if you don't want to be either and not take up science and you can be a ca and uh, i remember i was fighting with my parents i said no i want to be a psychologist and my my mom is like what is wrong with you you know do you, why do you want to deal with mental people you know so so no i think that's that's of course and we've come a long way from from a lot of those and and those transitions have been very very interesting so how did the transition from ramakrishna rao to coach ram happen I later figured out that it's called personal branding. So <laughs> 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 I did that when I did that I I I didn't know a name for it. When I started off and I discovered that software is not my cup of tea and I wanted to figure out what is right for me. That's how I went to the went into the space of graphology assessing yourself right become being more self-aware and make choices based on your internal values and career anchors of sorts rather than the external of course you need to marry both of them but it's yeah. a inside out journey more than an outside in journey so that's when i got into career coaching of sorts coaching as a word uh, sort of stuck with me mm. at that point so very early in the day uh, early in the in my career the second year of my career uh, those days we had uh, 
we had a hotmail gmail id i, I remember uh, my email id was ram.coach@hotmail.com oh okay and i still have that id of course right. they changed from hotmail to outlook kind of sorts mm. but uh, that's something that was with me all the while mm. and uh, more of an affirmation more of communicating my intention to the world and also in terms of how i would want to be perceived right uh, yeah i had coach ram to be uh, right that's how i was signed and as i introduced myself on all my social uh, you know social media profiles etc etc it went through a journey so i initially i used to have ramakrishna rao and then i said ramakrishna rao in brackets coach ram and then i said okay coach ram bracket ramakrishna rao and ramakrishna rao moved out so <laughs> right no that's a that's a very fascinating journey because um like you said you, you from the hotmail days you had you know kind of put it there and in some ways maybe an affirmation maybe vision of what you where you would want to be and how you would look at it so uh, very interesting so now of course you've been doing career coaching for a while now in different forms i'm sure like you know when coaching was not even a formal structured word you you'd started from there and and you know today being icf certified coach is so all of you know that entire journey for you as well but i specifically want to talk on this 100 day career trek piece and the reason i picked that is a lot of people are now talking about careers as at like mid levels right because careers were always a conversation but for freshers for first 2 3 years of work etc but mid level people we were not really speaking to them much you know in some ways or it was happening in very small fragmented uh, manner or very in siloed manner so what you know what brought this thought of starting this 100 day career trek for you and what's been your journey with coaching also with that so when you're talking from a career perspective i've been blogging uh, around careers for quite some time more so the last 5 uh, 6 years somewhere along the line the word career trek sort of came to be because uh, let me take a let me take a minute to explain what i see as career trek so we we all heard about career not being a sprint but a marathon talks about corporate ladder and climbing mm. the ladder all of those sorts and somewhere uh, after coaching a lot of people around careers i've realized not everyone looks at careers the same way and that's how the trek came into being because when i when i look at a trek you sort of start at the base of the mountain and you know uh, there is no one peak there are multiple peaks and there is no one path there are Correct. multiple yeah. paths that you can take and there is no one peak better than the other peak of mm. course height is one parameter but each peak offers you a very different view and which and is maybe very a very different challenge to even reach that peak yeah and a very different terrain for you to reach mm. there the path to reach there the view that you get out of there it's very very different so there's no painting careers with one brush different people want uh, different things from their careers and are open to different paths right and that's how uh, even in corporations we've started talking about uh, lattice instead of ladders more of cross functional movements and yeah, you know, yeah. so on and so forth so that's how the career trek uh, came into being and and even when you spoke about about the kind of work that, that you do 
returning mothers look at careers very differently yeah people at the early stages of their career uh, the first four, four five years of their career their aspirations are very different yeah and i, I did a small research uh, with about uh, 800 uh, professionals with with specific questions around what does career mean to you what do you look for from career and uh, what are the things that you look for while choosing uh, jobs or uh, you know industries and so on and so forth and i've seen a shift uh, and i've seen a very very interesting pattern starting with the initial the first 4 5 years it seems to be more about money having a big brand work life balance doesn't necessarily figure there mm. it's about i'm okay to work any number of hours and slowly as you move towards as you progress in your career you know learning becomes more important mm. uh, the realization comes saying that you know learning will take me much longer faster mm-hmm. than just the money so people right. choose people tend to prioritize learning and role mm. over compensation whereas ctc becomes a really important thing at the initial stages of the career mm. and moving towards mid career that's when you would have fairly settled into life got married uh, kids mm. yeah and you start reflecting on what is purpose of my life why am i doing what i am doing you know pretty much <clears throat> those existential questions sort of crop up for you at that point that's when and why and why there's so much of uh, ambiguity and a sense of chaos around mid career that's the actual point when you start reflecting deeply mm. the inside the real inside out journey starts at that point so you reached a midway you know that if you continue in the same route you will hit somewhere you will land somewhere uh, but is that really what you want to be will that really give you the satisfaction so that's a sort of mid post where you can uh, reflect uh, rewire reinvent mm. your career of sorts mm. so a lot of self work happens in, in that particular phase and once you and you probably take that phase to sort of uh, figure out your priorities values then you start reflecting on fine and i've made life for myself lifestyle is taken care of but life purpose is what i need to figure out and then you start reflecting more on what is the legacy that i want to leave what is it that really gives me a lot of satisfaction and you will see people moving into uh, gig work or really wanting to set up businesses and sort of uh, trying to create value for self for society in different ways even those priorities change what i am seeking from my career what i am looking for changes at different phases of my career right. so this is this is the whole uh, trek thing is all about so i used to have these conversations and you know the insight that comes out of the conversation becomes a post for the next day got it uh, slightly mm-hmm. uh, generalized so that it appeals to a larger audience but right. essentially uh, drive home that message right. so that's how the uh, i thought to give it a structure i thought let's day let's call it 100 days and that's how the 100 days career trek got started and uh, recently finished awesome so um you said there are a lot of recurring themes right so what are these recurring themes when we when you've spoken to people what are the typical questions that are coming up or what are the typical themes that are coming up again especially when and because we are talking a lot about mid career when i look at mid career 
this is this is a phase when when we start our career there are a lot of dreams that we dreams mm. and aspirations that we start with yes and uh, career happens the way it happens <laughs> yes and, and you reach a midpoint and and you sort of uh, reflect saying was that dream uh, the real thing or what is happening to me the real thing and can i really change so the reality sort of uh, hits through but the aspiration hasn't died yet so you reach a point where can i really turn it around can i really uh, reach for the skies or the stars mm. that i've always thought of but i got caught up in managing life mm. that sense so <clears throat> a lot of times uh, this question of what do you want to what do you want to do 10 years from now 20 years mm. from now it's a very uh, vague blank question unless you go into a, a visioning exercise of sorts so the themes that sort of come up is self doubt self doubt of who is the real me the picture i painted for myself in my college days in my uh, early career times or the reality that uh, i am in now and you know what is possible and i keep hearing stories of people who have made turnarounds people who have made creating history etc cetera, etc cetera. so that self doubt is sort of one theme that crops mm. up the second one is figuring out how do i go about it. i have an aspiration uh, i'm not sure whether aspiration can be met and if it can be met where do i start right. how do i go about it that's a second theme that sort of comes up the third theme is uh, a lot of challenges on dealing with uh, corporate life in the uh, as in the world of work a lot of dilemmas that crop up around the personalities a lot of myths that i come across mm. or a lot of dilemma questions that i come across is mm. i'll do my job it's up to my managers to see me and recognize my work right yeah uh, sounds very good as a value statement uh, doesn't work in the corporate world yeah. doesn't work in any world other <laughs> <laughs> matter so and and a lot of these you're like okay he's growing because he has a godfather i am not grown because i i don't have a godfather uh, i am not i have not passed out from the so called elite institutes uh, so i don't have that alumni or i i i get like the elephant story right mm mm-hmm. the famous story where we say you know the elephant is tied with a small rope at the early stage and it, the belief sort of stays with it so maybe there may be three four organizations who publish and say that you know we want people only from these, these colleges and i get disheartened and i say okay the entire world is this whereas you know there, there is enough and more opportunity for anything and everything so a lot of myths and limiting beliefs that mm. people carry about what is possible what is not possible mm-hmm. uh, and self doubt and i have the aspiration i know it is possible but i don't know how to go about it so it is it is a combination of these three that sort of crop up in uh, every uh, coaching conversation a bit of uh, a bit of self awareness uh, about the mindset limiting mm-hmm. beliefs that i have a bit of uh, belief around the art of possible what is possible Mm. and finally breaking those uh, myths and charting out my path for the future and how do you typically help them think this through so what's your approach i mean of course you you work with them as a coach but is there like an approach that you follow or like a 
framework that you use or something like that? Or how do you typically work with answering, helping them answer these questions? Coaching, uh, both of us are ICF coaches in that way. And we say that it's not, it definitely is not prescriptive. Mm. There's no standard framework that I use. There are a lot of tools that I use uh, okay. from a self-awareness point of view. But I help them see these stories that they're telling themselves through a lot of conversations, deep reflective conversations. I uh, enable them to reflect on what is the narrative mm. uh, in the stories that they're telling themselves. Uh, and that's what and that's what coaching does. It helps you pause in that moment. And uh, a coach can help you figure out the patterns that that are coming out very clearly. And when I thinking thinking of thinking of different scenarios, when I when I think of a particular uh, coaching conversation, the person told me about three to four stories from schooling till till the latest, uh, and the person has about fifteen years of experience. And and the person, as uh, he narrated all these stories, all of them had a very strong undercurrent of somehow I am unlucky and mm. I don't get my due. So this this thing was very strong in every story uh, that came across. And I helped the person reflect on, you know, how true is this? And then uh, ask them to narrate instances of uh, what all has worked in his favor in these 15 years. Right. And the person started narrating stories of how X happened, Y happened, and there are good things also that have happened. Suddenly that narrative is broken, saying that, okay, if, if you always had, if you were the, you know, brand ambassador of bad luck, how did this happen? Yeah, correct. Correct. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, now I see it. Uh, uh, it's not all dark and gloomy, etc. Correct. I've had my shares. And so in conversations like these, where you help uh, people reflect on the stories that they have been telling themselves, how much of truth is there in those stories? Sure. Uh, help them see <clears throat> a different side to the story. Right. Now, um, I'm going to just expand the scope of work, right? So okay. while, um, while I <coughs> as an individual coach, there is a lot of work that you're doing and supporting career transitioners, shifts, mid-career conversations. What do you think is needed in the ecosystem to enable more people to be okay to have these conversations? Uh, because I still feel there is reluctance in people coming out mid-career. And, and I couldn't quote an example. I had someone who was um, was recommended to speak to me for, as for coaching. And uh, in the initial exploratory first discovery call that I was having that person, he said, he actually used this phrase. He said, "Kitna uh, And I'm saying this in Hindi, and I will translate. This is "Kitna itne saal ke experience ke baad mujhe iska answer nahi pata." So how weird it is that after 15 years of experience, yeah. I don't. I am behaving like a college student. You know, career guidance or coaching and counseling is for it's for college students. By now, I should have had it figured out. So I, I mean, of course, I spent more time talking to that person around that. But uh, that really got me thinking that what is needed more in this ecosystem for people to come out and share their concerns with where they are because mid-career blues or mid-career questions or, you know, this, am I doing well? Is this my reality? All of those are, are real questions that people do ask. But why are they not asking this out in the open? Why are they not talking more about it? So what do you think is missing in the ecosystem 
to support or enable this i think more awareness around coaching as a domain is right okay while people say is the in thing now it has been a thing for a long time you're right <laughs> and uh, a lot of senior leaders the best of the best leaders if you speak to them they'll say i have had a coach but but it was very limited to the top leadership it was part of you know some elite uh, leadership development program succession planning initiatives and hence uh, it was seen it was not really spoken so much uh, mm. now coaching of course is more democratized college kids have coaching uh, and, and when i think of it if you flip the question the person feeling that you know what a college kid should be going through is what i am going through mm. but you flip it as uh, what a ceo is going through is what i am going through it seems very differently so this uh, perception or idea about career coaching is coming of age uh, no longer seen as a stigma or a something more of a repair initiative to be seen as a more developmental and transformational initiative right. which is required for every leader yeah so moving from okay there is something wrong with this person fix him with coaching to saying this person has potential and therefore let's use coaching as a lever to you know leverage that coaching is is part of everyone's ecosystem in terms of development you cannot have someone develop without a coach right in that yeah. sense so that awareness i think it is it is coming while uh, the lingo around coaching mentoring and reverse mentoring and so on and so forth that will continue to evolve yeah but uh, the core of reaching out for support and getting support and number two more people are open to career transitions and and the recent topic uh, one of the career tracks i think it was the 100th or the 99th i don't remember uh, was around career divorce so something i have been doing for a long time i have been in one particular domain or a function for a long time and i i feel i am re- i have reached the you know max of it longer gives me that drive and i'm looking for a change uh, into a different domain into a different mm. role into a different industry uh, a lot of doubts creep into my mind uh, so the thought of uh, transitions is so daunting in large, in large organizations you have this ecosystem of you know internal job movements mm. where you know uh, someone starts with um, someone starts with hr uh, does a stint in uh, marketing and then mm. moves into sales and then mm. becomes a business leader of sorts <clears throat> but that's something that's not an easy path for someone and, who is and not also accessible for everybody i feel you know yes 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 and, and i feel uh, and the whole the whole concept of my career trek was uh, it's meant to be a self help talent management mm. in large organizations you have uh, someone in hr who is looking at your career but when you are not part of such ecosystem you have to Uh, do that self help for yourself and and we used to in an organization that we worked with uh, we used to have two into two into two as a talent management framework which says uh, every two years uh, you are changing your role or you are changing your function mm. or you are changing your geography and change and such changes help you widen your horizon scope thought process and helps you develop as a professional while that's easy to do in an organization which has uh, such support system it's very difficult to do because uh, in most organizations the hiring managers look for people who already have been there done that yeah. so that the training is less even even a lot of even within hr a lot of sub function you know, if i am looking for uh, someone for a lnd role 
if someone approaches me saying that okay i have done so many years of talent acquisition and uh, mm. so on uh, and i am applying for a lnd role there's the reluctance is, yeah yes. there is reluctance right now so more openness from the mm. organizations and ecosystem Mm. uh for cross functional uh movements mm, mm, <laughs> and you are never starting from zero whichever role that you are in i'm sure uh, there's a lot of common skills transferable skills that going to another role and having someone who is not been in that role all life will really bring a lot of newness to the role and uh, the effectiveness of the role as well right so this so this openness to exploring what very few organizations are doing i think that will augur well for you know more people to give those shots right now the job descriptions and uh, they are so clear and they don't it's allow so, for the specializations are so have been so narrow so narrow it's like you can never get into the highway you're always yeah. on the side roads yeah <laughs> right absolutely I, i want someone i want someone in pharma and who has worked in this particular territory yeah so on so forth so you're you're narrowing the scope so much that only very few people will fit into that scope right and we then we keep complaining we don't get enough talent so that's <laughs> you know that's a flip so like you know you you filtered it so narrow and now you're saying are why aren't there enough people doing this work so you know. yeah. so instead of instead of changing the funnel we uh, complain about the talent pipeline in that sense yeah yeah absolutely no perfect thank you thanks for sharing that with this i'm going to ask you a last question and bring this to a close your takeaways for our listeners you know from your experience from especially the mid career folks any one or two takeaways that you want to share with them my learnings from probably 300 400 coaching conversations so far few call outs number one this mid career is a thing we always try to say that uh, okay i'm not going through that phase mm. i'm quite clear so being unclear and having these doubts at this point uh, of your career is perfectly okay and self exploration is the key it's an inside out journey probably you're do- we are doing it a little later in the career mm. uh, but something that will really help us find our sweet spot it will help us find our hard skill number 3 be open to uh, experimentation like uh, so you try multiple things um, while your regular job is going on the regular role that you are going is going on as an outcome of what has emerged from self work that you are doing try out different things on the side could be internship uh, opportunities could mm. be supporting someone uh, in their projects outside mm. of outside your job etc try out spend a little time doing it and then you'll figure out whether you're really resonating with it and and incidentally that's also a way of figuring out and landing those opportunities right absolutely so if i'm if i'm in one domain i approach another function or another industry saying i'm keen uh, it's just a statement of intent and that's not really very uh, and it takes it's very difficult for the other person to take a bet on you vis-a-vis if you say that uh, you know what i'm keen on making the switch and uh, by the way these are the four projects that i have done last mm. six months that helped me get exposure and this is what i have understood and this has been my uh, accomplishments it's far easier for the person to take a bet on you right? right and uh, the last even even after you figured out your hard skill and you started doing something that you really, really like you still feel that you want to explore something else 
career divorce is the ill thing. So mm. you can try. You can pivot multiple times. From my uh, grandfather's age, where one job, one location, to my uh, to my scenario right now, mm. which is like probably uh, four or five roles, three four industries, uh, two three pivots, mm. and what I call as a portfolio career. Right. Yeah. So openness to uh, this evolution. If I am someone who is looking for you know a stable job i'll i'll start in one organization i'll retire in that organization or same role same industry that's going to be difficult yeah so change is happening all around you and even if you don't want to change you'll be forced to change you'll be forced to change yeah and if you are catching up then you're on the back foot thank you so much thanks uh, coach ram for those uh, thoughts and an amazing discussion conversation i am going to remember the hard skills and say okay don't focus on your hard skills but the hard skills and i think that's a very very interesting uh, twist that you've brought to this and of course your all your perspectives from these many years of supporting people in your own way capacity to make these um, career transitions you're absolutely right mid career questions and and blues are real it's okay and we are here to help everyone to ensure that their careers remain uninterrupted and that we are able to carry it they're able to define their own peaks and trek through all of that so thank you once again coach ram for being here and and sharing your perspectives career uninterrupted podcast is brought to you by of experience a pioneering platform that equips and enables mid career professionals to thrive through career transitions across life stages